0: A ring in endorsement, I guess. Potentially enjoy this episode, which will start after the other half of my magical comedy duo, Teller, gives us a countdown. Take it away, Teller. Well, everybody knows your name. Hello, welcome to the Libro Cube. My name is Jordan Maywood, and I am the lackadaisical Cubicle. This show is like a journey into the inner recesses. Ooh, I love recess. Of my mind to pluck forth the various media I have consumed. You may have not consumed some of this media yourself, so I warn of the very real, the very real possibility of spoilers. It is possible. It's not guaranteed. I don't have a spoiler guarantee. It's not called a spoiler guarantee. It's called a spoiler warning, okay? Jesus. Uh, I think other than that, because this episode I'm on a bit of a time constraint and I'm going to try to stick to the timer, although I know I say that every time, I'm going to push a button fairly quickly. Well, I'll push the button at normal speed, but the way in which I push it is not the speed I'm referring to, it's the fact that I'm going to push it sooner rather than later, although all this talk has made that a lie. Eh? And then we'll uh, have uh, five five five-minute segments where I talk about things like this. Ladies and gentlemen, Uh, let's get ready to rough you some things. Today's movie monologue sponsor is Steve Gutenberg Bibles. Thank you for that sponsorship. Movie of the first, A Blast from the Past, 1985. So I was about four years old. I don't know how or why I saw this or remembered seeing it. Must have been later on in my life. Uh, uh, the movie is Cocoon. Oh, that thing. Um, when a group of trespassing seniors swim in a pool containing alien cocoons. They find themselves energized with youthful vigor. Yeah, basically, oh, director Ron Howard. No, I think I knew that. So basically, uh this is taking a bunch of uh old actors of the year 1985 and putting them in roles in which they can act like much younger versions of themselves, which is a, a cool, fun uh, 1980s eighties two count them two montage type movie. Yes, this has two 1980s style montages this movie. <laughs> uh, you don't really get montages as much, I find, which is a real shame after seeing this movie Cocoon. Uh, watch this with the misses knowing her love of uh, old people, uh, especially when they're, I don't know, let's just say spunky. They've got moxie. Uh, things of that nature. Uh, So uh, watch it together. Also watch it on a Sunday. This is a good Sunday relax in bed movie. So for all those reasons, I'll go. If you watch this on a Sunday in bed with a loved one who likes spunky old people, you're going to give it like a four or maybe even some five out of five moments. Uh, If that does not sound like your bag of tea, probably closer to a three. It is two hours long and I don't think it needs to be Uh, But it does have Brian Dennehy, and that practically rhymed. Movie the second, Alpha Go, all one word. Uh, Yeah, so this is the documentary about the game Go. The game Go. Uh, which is, uh, you've probably seen it, maybe you didn't know the name, and it probably has other names in other countries. Uh, where it's like a board with a grid where uh, one person places down uh, little black rocks, and one places one person uh, places uh, little white rocks. And the idea of the game is to have more of your rocks on the board than the other person. The rules other than that, I am not so familiar with that I can explain them here, so I'm not going to. And you know what? Now that I think about it, uh, I, I almost feel like they don't really go into the actual rules of the game too heavily in this movie, which is an interesting choice. Like, I walk away from this movie not really knowing, <laughs> so if they did do it, they didn't do it well, or I'm an idiot, and both of those are real possibilities. Uh, what this movie is actually focusing on is the first time a computer Oh shit. <laughs> I have my uh, uh, my Alexa... Oh, shit. (laughs) Set to uh, respond to a computer, so I thought maybe it would respond there. Anyways, uh, uh, so the first time a computer um, beat a human being at this uh, game that is apparently very complicated uh, because of the amount of possibilities of movement um, compared to, say, even a chessboard, there's like hundreds and thousands and millions... So uh, cool just behind the scenes of that uh, it's obviously a documentary and uh, I think it's a fairly famous one as well actually. Uh, rating wise, I think I go with solid four. Uh, uh, this is of all good documentaries something I think is always the case is if it's good enough, it could be about a subject that you have no interest in and you'll still uh, have uh, fun watching it, fun. You'll, you'll have interest watching it. You'll, you will not consider your time wasted watching it. Uh, so, f- I don't know how true that is of this one. It's just because I'm interested in artificial intelligence that maybe I liked it more than someone who has no interest in that is a theory I have. Mm-hmm. Movie the third, Prospect, from 2019. Yes, I do believe this is a Netflix-created one. Uh, so, a teenage girl and her father travel to a remote alien moon aiming to strike it rich. Yeah, uh, and that's kind of cool. What they're striking it rich with is like these... Oh, man, it's, it's very, very cool how they did it. It's almost like um, biological crystals made by these creatures, these highly volatile creatures that are worth a lot of money. Picture a diamond. If you pulled a diamond out of a Weird plant animal hybrid that could explode, or uh, even if you extract it wrong, it'll destroy the diamond. So, you got to be very careful. Uh, It's it's dangerous work, let's say. Uh, So, there's this planet. Uh, Also, uh, you have to be in a a, a spacesuit the whole time you're on this planet. Uh, Although, I never really found out why. Like, it looked like pretty Earth like. Um, sort of like spores flying around. Uh, they, they never really delve into what happens if you breathe the air, or maybe there's just not enough oxygen, or uh, maybe the, the, the air is toxic. Oh yeah, it says here toxic, but how is it toxic? Hmm, question. Uh, yeah, I, I very much like this. I was really in the mood for sci-fi, because uh, I'll give you a little behind-the-scenes action. I have been working my way through. Uh, uh, Game of Thrones so I'm uh, going on like fantasy overload <laughs> lately so I wanted a little sci-fi I guess to balance it out uh, and I really like this um, probably easy for me to give it a four um, potential for some five yeah I, I think this was a very good interesting movie not just from the sci-fi pr- perspective but the, uh, the the story and the acting as well so good stuff uh, okay as you heard uh, the timer went off uh, and I said I would stick to the timer so I am a liar movie the fourth studio 54 uh yeah so this is the documentary about studio 54 and it was good uh yeah rating (laughs) we're out of time so I'll, i'll just go like it's a it's a three i enjoyed while watching it but don't think i would watch it again which is my three rating television talk today's television talk sponsor is mitch bryant's attorney at law uh okay so uh today i have a new show that i uh flew through as i do believe it was only let's see oh it's only six episodes yeah so so not incredibly long short but burnt so bright that it burnt out quickly question mark and potentially there will be more i think uh the show is called i think you should leave with tim robinson ah Uh, i will admit i was unfamiliar with tim robinson Uh, i do believe he was from saturday night live which is not a program that i have any uh really desire to watch necessarily Uh, i'm sure funny and good things happen on that show but uh those uh, from my experience, are few and far between, which is why uh, best of Saturday Night Live compilations are often funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so I'll, I'll f- my f- for some reason dig of Saturday Night Live aside. Uh, yeah, Tim Robinson uh seemingly has a mind for comedy very much so in a sort of weird vein. Uh, which if you are a longtime listener or even just listened to this episode perhaps it has been hinted at, that I, too, enjoy uh, odd things of the comedy variety, potentially. Hmm? Question mark? Uh, uh, Yeah, it's a uh, sketch comedy show. Uh, there were times, uh, and I think this is from the post I have seen online. There was times on this where uh, the laughter reached that uh, uh, crying tears degree, which I so much enjoy and spend my entire life uh, in search of. So thank you for that, Tim Robinson, and any for, for just period full stop. Uh, there were things that didn't make sense, which. Uh, can get a different sort of laugh uh overall i think geez would i give it a five out of five there were okay this is what i'll do this is what i'll do uh, convoluted rating time as i often do uh there were times though those laughter moments that i search out that i have made my life's purpose searching out i feel like uh i'll give those moments six out of five yeah above and beyond literally uh there were times where uh, it, it goes as low as a 3 out of 5 where uh, i just sort of I'm passively watching something that is interesting, but my desire to re-watch it is not necessarily huge. So uh, it, it does sway back and forth a little bit with, a, I don't think it ever dips below a 3, and it never hits a 7 because, as far as I know, nothing has ever hit a 7 on my 5 scale. So there you go uh let's look at some of the episodes uh, uh an awkward exit at a job interview <laughs> yeah, that was the start of uh of the series and, uh, and it was a very very good start uh so uh, uh just just a, a job interview ending and uh, uh the the the, the interviewee, interviewee yeah uh is leaving and uh tries to uh, uh uh does he push yeah he tries to pull open a push door and he, pull, he tries to put it across by, like, saying, oh yeah, this this door actually goes both ways. Uh, you know, sometimes you can push it and sometimes you can pull it. It's no no big deal. I'm, I'm not an idiot, basically, he says. And then he uses, seemingly, his prodigious strength over the course of uh, several, way more than a show should allow, which I love, um, seconds to uh, pull, pry open uh, uh, what is clearly a push door. Uh, so that was funny. As the veins pop out on his head, as as the drool from uh, the, the the effort he is expending is, is pouring forth from his mouth, the the incredible strain on his face, I like it. Um, let's see. Service dog gets super friendly. Oh yeah. <laughs> Ebenezer Scrooge and the Ghost of Christmas Way Future. Yeah. See, that's the kind of. Uh, stuff I like. You've got the ghost of Christmas past, present, and future. But what about really far in the future? How will the events of Ebenezer's time affect uh, uh, the global catastrophes that are to come? Aliens invading, uh, uh, f- f- Christmas becoming, let's say, uh, if I were to write... Okay. I was going to turn that into a DD and d plot thing. Which, there's maybe some potential there, actually. Conan the Librarian! Don't you know the Decimal System? Book banter. Today's book banter sponsor is Space Dinosaur Clones. All right, uh, today we're following along. Yes, book number four of the Orion series by Mr. Ben Bova. Orion number four is titled Orion and the Conqueror. Conqueror, roar, roar, roar. Uh, uh, John Orion is Orion. You know what? That's I don't like it already because <laughs> John Orion is he's called that for the first like. 20 pages or, or, or 100 pages, somewhere in that neighborhood, uh, of the first book of this six-book series. I think it's a six-book. Maybe it's a five-book series. So uh, just call him Orion. Yeah. More than human, less than a god, cast away on the seas of time to do battle along, among the creators for the future of mankind. Let's go ahead and update that to humankind, why don't we? Uh, now the eternal warrior finds himself separated from his great love, Anya. Anya? Anya. Anya? I'll go Anya. And marooned in Macedonia under the reign of Philip, fighting alongside the young Alexander, and at the mercy of Queen Olympias, who is far more than she seems. Yes, uh, she is, uh, quote-unquote Hera, which, uh, uh my knowledge of greek gods comes 90% from uh the show hercules with kevin sorbo so uh i don't know how accurate that is necessarily but that's what i was picturing and I do you ever really see hera in that show i know she gets the floating eye treatment sometime where it's just like eyes disembodied eyes floating in the face and then there's like the the peacock uh, i think her her uh bird her her bird is the peacock whatever uh so so that's sort of what i was picturing uh most of the time, even though she's taken human form, which is something that happens in this series. There's gods that take human form. The gods are, in fact, just humans that are so uh, far in the future that they've become uh, uh, so developed, I guess you would say. So... uh, um What's the word I'm looking for? With Darwin. So evolved. So evolved. Uh, I'm an idiot. <laughs> Clearly not at all evolved. Uh, so evolved that they're, they've they reached that sort of uh, uh, living as light, living as nothing but pure thought. Um, And they have to uh, periodically and seemingly often through the course of this book, uh, go back and right wrongs. Uh, Go back and make sure that they come into being because apparently there are forces including uh, giant lizards, uh, uh, Neanderthals, that's how it started. Uh, I think in the book I'm starting right now, I I don't even know what it is yet actually. Uh, There's things that are trying to wipe out the human race and prevent it from sort of spreading throughout space. Um, So in this one, uh, what is it? don't really know. This one focuses less on that, I feel like, and more on uh, Orion living in Macedonia, which is an interesting time, and interesting things happen. Uh, we've got uh, Athens, and uh, the sort of battle between Athens and uh, Macedonia, and, and just sort of the build-up that Philip did, which, uh, you know what, I, I, I don't often read the not the foreword, the, the the afterword by the author or the note from author at the end. But uh, he spoke of Bova, that is. His thought that uh, Philip, King, uh, King Philip, was actually, I don't want to say more interesting than Alexander the Great. But uh, seemingly he doesn't get as much recognition for what he did for just sort of uniting. Uh, it's almost like he was the stepping stones... That allowed Alexander the Great to do what he eventually did, uh, where he conquered basically like the whole world at one point, uh, the 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 known world anyway. So kind of cool. It, it, one thing this book definitely did is made me more interested in uh, King Philip than uh, than I had been when I started. Okay, uh, rating-wise, this one, of the ones I've read so far, I think I've given, like, fives and fours, if I do recall. This one hasn't been my favorite. Um, i probably go closer to a three with, you know, still some four or five moments. Uh, It's just uh, this next one I'm into is in space, so I'm really looking forward to it, I will say. That'll be in the next some-odd episodes. Today's game, Gavin's sponsor, is the Kansas City Mafia. Thank you for that sponsorship. Uh Uh-oh. Okay, so I have, uh, rather than a game, I have a double television talk. Yes, I have watched too much TV and not played enough games, clearly. Because I have for you, Ozark Season 2. Yes, I brought back Season 1. So, now, you guessed it. Bringing back season two. Watch this as well with The Misses. We flew through these pretty good. Uh, Man, these are... That Jason Bateman, he knows what he's doing, seemingly, in this area of non-comedy. Although there's the odd... uh, And I think it's very odd, but there is the odd little twinge of comedy, which uh, I I wish there was more. Not to uh, an over-the-top degree, but uh, I always speak of... Uh, shows of this ilk, your, your Breaking Bads, your Mad Men, your, your dramatic shows, uh, need those tinges of comedy more often than not. I, I need a couple in episode uh, because that is what life is. Life is not 100% funny, obviously, <laughs> if this podcast is <laughs> any evidence of that, uh, 100% of the time, and it's not 100% sad 100% of the time. It vacillates wildly back and forth between the two on a constant basis. So, if your, if your program, if your movie, if your book does that as well, to me, it makes it feel more lifelike. It pulls me in more. And uh, this does that, I, I feel maybe through... Uh, because he's good at it, because Jason Bateman is capable of comedy, I, I feel like he could have thrown in a little more. Uh, that being said, it might have been difficult for the reason that uh, this is a very serious show with lots of fucking life and death. Literal life and death. Uh, if you're unfamiliar, uh, Jason Bateman was his character, which I'm not good with names. Uh, oh, Marty Bird. Ooh, look at that. Wow. <laughs> uh, Marty Bird was working for the... Uh, cartel, a Mexican? I forget, actually. I I think it was Mexican. Uh, Cartel and uh, sort of uh, fucked some shit up, (laughs) or rather, I guess his uh, business partner did, forcing him to flee to the Ozarks, where he has uh, decided that the only way to save himself, the only way to get back in the good books with the cartel, is to launder prodigious amounts of money through uh, various means. He is a money launderer. -er -er -er. Uh, Over the course of this uh, laundering attempts, though, he gets involved with uh, local yokels, uh, who are not very nice. Uh, There's a a man and woman, a husband and wife. Uh, The man... You know you wouldn't want to mess with him Uh, he is uh, growing opium and selling that and he's a definitely a tough dude Uh, but then there's his wife who is just batshit fucking crazy and uh, the thing about crazy and this is why I always speak of uh, people who are religious is (laughs) is is you just don't know what's going to happen with them like uh, I I feel like in, in an atheist you could sort of plan a sane atheist. <laughs> you could sort of plan what they will do. Uh, like, there won't be suddenly strange things popping out of nowhere that you have no way to predict, whereas a religious person, or a crazy person, I'm putting them in the same boat, yes, uh, like, th- there's no way pr- to predict what's going to happen. Anything could set something off, and and, and just sudden veering into unexplored things uh, are... Possible with a snap of your fingers, and that is this woman, She's both religious and crazy, actually. Now that I think about it, uh, so, so that's like a, a cool little what's gonna happen with this girl. Uh, and then you get to the Kansas City Mafia involved. Oh, sponsors of this uh, segment, thank you for that. Uh, <laughs> just sort of by accident, almost, that the, they get involved. Um, they they uh, was this in the uh, and then they have further uh. I don't know, let's call it a a little monkey wrench in that uh, one of the people who is helping the birds, uh, one of the girls' father, is released from prison. So he's a sort of unknown as well. Then you've got all the FBI and local law enforcement sort of... It's all mishmashed together in a what the fuck is going to happen and I'm not going to give it away because it's an easy five out of five and you should watch it yourself. Hey, look at that. internet intercourse I like turtles today's internet intercourse sponsor is preparation a which is of course preparation H for Canadians oh I see okay uh all right uh have some things for you here first and foremost foremost I don't know but first yes uh funhouse office tour and comments oh yeah uh so uh Funhouse comes up fairly often in internet intercourse just because it is the YouTube channel that uh, of the YouTube channels I subscribe to, I think it is the only one, especially the one that puts out as much content as it does, uh, where I watch every single thing they put out, uh, I, except for the movie podcast. I, I don't really uh, interact with that one. Uh, so that, that, that's why you'll find it here often. Uh, they did a office tour, which uh, they joked throughout around, or Adam Kovic, who did the tour, joked throughout that uh, either people didn't ask for it, or people asked for it and he didn't believe people actually wanted to see a tour of the office. But uh, 100% honesty on my part, I, I do like office tours or like room tours or like, uh, or what was it, cribs, things like that. Uh, and I honestly can't quite put my finger on why. Like, if there's a, uh, let's say Bill Murray, he's probably got an office somewhere. Oh, maybe he, that's a bad example, actually. He probably doesn't. Of the people. Okay, who's, who's the famous person? Uh, 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 William Shatner. Yeah, guaranteed he's got an office somewhere. Uh, if he was to get a camera and just, like, show uh, his office around, show his desk, show the shit he's got on his shelves, I would watch that. You know, just to sort of see uh, what's going on. I, I, I feel like a person's space... Can sort of represent them a, a little bit. Like you should see the space I'm sitting in now, and I think it does represent me fairly well. Hmm, maybe I will do an office tour one day, or I, uh, as I call this room, my mandin, which is like a man den, but I put it into one word uh, because I don't want to use the man cave thing because that is dumb. Funhouse also has brought back comments. Uh, yeah, the, they used to do a thing where they would read uh, YouTube comments on their videos, and they got rid of it and have just brought it back. So uh, interesting to see how that turns out. So that is Funhouse stuff. Moving on to Thought Spiral. Ah, yes, a new podcast added to my listening repertoire with Andy Kindler, Kindler and Jay Elvis Weinstein. Uh, Yeah, I'm a huge Andy Kindler fan, so when I uh, heard, I think I heard him on a podcast or another podcast mention, I forget where, uh, but as happens with podcasts, uh, you'll listen to them and they will lead to other ones. It's sort of like a, a fungus in that way where one will pull you to another and infect you with its podcastiness. Uh, and because I love Andy Kindler, uh, I had to follow it over here. And, uh, I'm only two, three episodes in. I didn't start at the beginning with this one, um, because, uh, I don't know why. <laughs> uh, and, uh, very much, uh, digging it. Uh, they seem to play well, uh, off one another. And, uh uh andy kindler is that is andy kindler I, I find uh j elvis weinstein was not familiar with um but have not heard him uh, do anything that i haven't uh, thoroughly enjoyed yet so or wait or have heard him do many things that i have thoroughly enjoyed is this better way to say a sentence that i like him <laughs> okay moving on to uh last but not least beautiful anonymous anonymous, anonymous uh, did two D&D episodes in one week. Yeah, uh, one, uh, if you're unfamiliar with Beautiful Anon- Anonymous, oh man, apparently I have trouble with that word, uh, uh, Chris Gethard will uh, receive a cone, uh, a cone fall. What the fuck? I may be having a stroke, so just keep that in mind. Uh, (laughs) We'll receive a phone call from a a stranger, and they will talk for an hour about uh, whatever the person wants to talk about. Uh, Chris may guide the conversation a little bit, just as any good interviewer will do. However, uh, the topic really does come from the caller uh, and could be anything. Uh, In these two cases... Uh, Well, we'll start with the first one. Uh, It was a woman who was a a DM, Dungeon Master, um, and they did something they'd never done on the show, uh, where uh, uh, the two people in the room with Chris, I, I guess, running the boards... Uh, uh, played D anD D while this girl ran it, just sort of a, a theater of the mind. So that's so that's pretty fascinating uh, and, and fun. And it was just a dumb little adventure. The, the 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 craziest thing of that is we learned, and this is shocking: is Chris Gethard is a murder hobo. Oh shit! That's the title of this episode. Okay. Ah shit. Okay, and the okay. Well, let me just type that. <coughs> Excuse me. First, Chris Gethard is a murder. Hobo. Yeah, that's a good title. I like it. Okay, uh, the second episode uh, a, a, a much darker turn it took uh, in that, b- b- but still in the end light-hearted, uh, light, uh, warmed the cockles of my nerdy nerdy heart, uh, and that is uh, th- another girl who plays D&D online in a group, as many do, which uh, I have not really done much in the way of online play. Anyways, um, And she, uh, one of the members of the group, uh, turns out was having some uh, suicidal ideation. And uh, uh, this girl ended up uh, driving, uh, I don't know how many miles away, but it was a lot. And spending some time with that girl getting her uh, the help she needs and uh, the the, oh yeah the end takeaway of that is uh, she is now getting that help and is on a path to uh, mental health so hey that's amazing and that all happened because people playing Dungeons and Dragons online so uh, really really warmed the cockles of my heart so I mention it here in the hopes that you'll go listen to it as well folks you know what time it is for me to say it's nice to be nice. To the nice. Done and done. And I mean done. Done and done. <laughs> <laughs> I like Ron. This is the end of the show. A sincere thank you for listening. Time to plug some things and I do not mean. But You can like us on Facebook. You can follow Jordan underscore Maywood on Twitter. You can subscribe and comment on iTunes. Lastly, if you would like to contact the podcast, you can email jordan.maywood at gmail.com. I would like to conclude that I am not a robot and that I have a theory. Wait till you see that sunshine day, you ain't seen nothing yet, the best is yet to come and babe, won't it be fine, the best is yet to come. Live long and prosper.